You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the preview show on Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway. Liverpool are out of the Champions League, Spurs are out of the Champions League, and Arsenal should be playing in the Premier League this weekend. Hi, gang. My name's Marcus. That's Luke and that's Jim. Hello. Hello. You gave oh. me so, you afforded yourself a little pause in the intro then. You were so confident with what you were going to say. <laughs> uh, You're not packing as much in, I've noticed. It's that pause, which I assume, if my, <laughs> I'm assuming and trying to remember what they call in Argentina, la, la pausa. Yeah, where, okay. Where the, where the, so usually it's the number 10 playmaker. It's that, it's very Raquel May. You think, mm, think Raquel May? Raquel May was basically a big pause. He, was, he was. Jim Marcus is the is Harold it? Pinter of football. <laughs> Jim Marcus is a bald paused. <laughs> <laughs> where it's that moment where the number 10, he's got the ball and he sort of shuffles around and then he puts his foot on the ball and just waits. Yeah. He waits for the run and then plays the pass. Mm, yeah. That, uh, that's what I was doing, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all got that. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. It's, uh, I didn't get it, but, but now I, I do, and I really appreciate you explaining it to me. Yeah. Uh, channeling the the spirit of Argentinian football there. Um, it's been it's been quite the week for football on and off the pitch. An obvious place to start is possibly what most of us have been talking about was, of course, Sven's performance on Monday Night Football on Sky Sports. Yeah, I didn't mm. actually see it, sadly. But what? You, oh, no, yeah, sorry about that. Can we still be friends and colleagues? Mm. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that the straw that broke the camel? Is that the Sven that broke the camel's back? Charming bastard yeah. that he is. Well, yeah. I, I did see some clips. I saw some... some, some other bit. I like the fact that he's completely unrepentant. Oh, my goodness. About oh, much my everything. goodness. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> It's glorious. See, the thing is, and I talk more about this on uh, on one of our new uh, little little bites uh, on Patreon for those who subscribe there. But, but the thing is with Sven, people often mistake that I think they think I like him because he was this great England manager. Because he wasn't a great England manager, he was all right. He was kind of par, right? Yeah, he was yeah. par. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, really, with those players, he completely <laughs> mismanages the midfield as he still would, apparently. Yeah, according to his England yeah. team, because he'd still have Gerard and Lampard in there who say, oh, "I think they should still play together." But with <laughs> I should, sorry, they could. No, but, but with <laughs> more importantly than more importantly than that, still with Paul Scholes on the left. Yeah. yeah. And this wasn't from his own era, was mm. it? Wasn't this like This was his England best England. Oh, oh, oh this would have been his I don't know. Because he had Joe Hart in goal. And did yeah. Joe Hart ever play on the Spence? It, it, it would have been it would have been players that played under or played under him, right? But didn't he have Joe Hart not counting randomly? Right. Oh, no, not 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 as county. Um, uh, um, Man City. Mm, yeah, not he sure. Might been knocking around. Anyway, Joe Hart. Yeah, it, he plays by his own rules. It, well, indeed, um, but it's it's more the fact that despite all that, I ju- you just cannot hate the man. 
He's so like... Depends, like, doesn't it? Wait, if he's disrespected your vows or not. Well, shall we say? I'm sure there are people out there. Although, you, for more of that, read his autobiography. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but if, if you were, yeah, he played, he played for him under um, at Manchester, played, Manchester, Manchester, yeah, right. yeah. So I've, I mean, not to count, I was getting confused between Cashbridge Michael. Yeah, Chelsea. I mean, the, but but the, the Paul Scholes thing's really interesting because I don't know if you guys have ever seen an interview you did with Gary Neville where he said, "Oh yeah, um, it's a bit of a myth about him being farmed mm. up on the left as to why he didn't um, he didn't really enjoy playing for England at that point and why he retired early." The reason he said is because. He said, in my own opinion, my performances were absolute trash. and mm. I didn't deserve to be in the team, but they mm. kept picking me and they wouldn't stop picking me. Mm. And my performances were nowhere near good enough. And I knew it, but no one would stop me playing. So I had to take it into my own hands. It affects me yeah. what he said. There's also, there's Which is mad, a mad thing yeah. to say. And Gary Neville in the interview said, do you actually believe that? Because you were really good. And he was like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, trust me. I was nowhere near that's good enough. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. almost like the, the reverse Joe Hart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing is with Skulls, I mean, I've said it before, there's this myth among some a minority, we'll call them, of Manchester United fans, where he was he was grossly misused by England, despite playing in his preferred position in three tournaments. Yeah, prior to and that. he played on the left for United all the time. Well, yeah, but if, he, could just, he could cut inside and do all this business then. I think he probably only played about six or seven games for England on the left. Yeah, which is probably about I don't know eight percent of his. Uh, well, England I think career. he he though was the headline of the fact that the, there wasn't a left-footed human being in England for ten years. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, because yeah. he he was the yeah the indeed sort but, of headline. But it's true. Trip bit we're happy with this really career. <laughs> <from you show. laughs> There's nothing much else going on in football at the moment, is there? Yeah. So I mean, even a review show this would be taken a piece, yeah. wouldn't it? <laughs> it would. Maybe you should do what's has done here and uh, remove yourself from the Sven chat. Well, all right, let's change that because we're yeah, sort of you, should, you should recuse himself, shouldn't we? We're yes. sort of reviewing Sven's performance on Monday. We let's, are, are we? Let's. <laughs> I can't even remember what the game I was didn't on Monday. See it. Let's Aston preview. Villa. Let's preview then. What, what do you think Sven's going to get up to this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> will he be watching Everton? Will he versus... will be involved? <laughs> yeah. Will he be watching Everton versus Liverpool? Probably not, but we will. Yes. So let's let's start with that. Uh-huh. I feel it's a jumping off point to talk about Liverpool and Atletico Madrid. An extraordinary night of Absolutely football. Absolutely extraordinary. Yeah. That's just Michael Owen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously Atletico beat the 3-2 after its time on the night, 4-2 on Agra. But that, that in itself is the fact that Atletico Madrid... Won the game, yeah, on, on the, the night. night. Absolutely astounding. Like, um, we were talking about this earlier, Marcus. I don't, I don't know if you agree with this, Luke. But like, with the with the second goal, with Marcus Lorente's second goal, yeah. um, I felt those defenders backed off of him so much that it was almost like the narrative of the game had got into their own heads. It was like they were going, "All right, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. You're we're we're attacking and you're defending. I know you're just keeping the ball up the pitch now, so we're going to back off you a bit until mm. we can like comfortably win it back and get it out." And because they gave him that space, he was like, "I'm just going to have a dig here." Mm. And obviously, Adrian's you know unsettled and he had a poor just, night. Adrian. He really did, yeah. but it just it got in his head, and that's the danger of. of Unfortunately, that's part of the, the reserve keeper's lot, isn't it? That you don't play a lot and then you're called upon. But Do you know what it felt like to me? And this is not scientific, and you guys might sort of laugh me out of town here. Well, football's not really scientific, is it? Well, it depends who you ask, doesn't it? Well, you don't say that on your Jonathan Wilson show, you liar. <laughs> yeah. um, um, I say whatever he says. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with Jonathan. <laughs> right, should we do something else? Yeah. Um, no, I, it felt to me that Liverpool had such an idea in their own mind that Atletico would have come to defend. Mm. They didn't need to worry about the threat that Atletico might score. Yeah. Atletico, yeah. Is, that what you, is that what you were trying to get at? Effectively, yeah. yeah. And I think that the, the Marcos Llorente's second goal was the, the, the epitome of that because it was like they didn't take seriously the idea that he might even shoot. And in doing so, they gave him the space to do that. And obviously, he still had a lot to do. But mm. it was, you know, a lot a lot went wrong for Liverpool in, in terms of those crucial moments. Mm. Well, I mean, you'd, you'd have to say that given that Marcos Llorente is a... Is now a now twenty five year old footballer mm. who has made a career essentially of not scoring goals. Yeah, he couldn't it, believe it. <laughs> no, no one could. The second one, it was like <laughs> it was almost like like he'd found twenty quid on the floor. Yeah, and like the, the face he made was like you find twenty quid on the floor and you like I don't you know, look, make you, eye contact with someone around. in the car and go yeah. and yeah. a bit of luck. You look around and you think, anyone seen no, me? I think I'm okay to take this. I yeah. would take it and go. There's not an old woman who's sort of handbags are perilously open in you know ten feet in front of me. No, I would take the twenty pound note and really ostentatiously shout to everyone. 
Does anyone know where the local police station is? <laughs> and when I was pointed in that direction, I'm off there now. Yeah, and yeah. still look around the corner, I'd leg it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, I think even if that little old lady's handbag was open, Atletico yeah. Madrid are the exact team that would go, yeah, we'll have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought people, people um, on social media, they will always kind of having a bit of a dig at Klopp going, oh, you know, what's he, why, why is he having a go at the way Atletico Madrid played and so on? And that is a fair um, accusation because there are many ways to win a football match. However, um, I don't want to give Klopp different treatment because if it was Mourinho, we'd obviously laugh at that, but they are very different men. Um, uh, but I, I do, he's trying to make sense of what happened. Mm, and, mm. and and how Liverpool are not through to the next round of the Champions League is beyond me. It's, Did it's, you see that footage of him walking up the tunnel to the fans? Ah, oh, yeah. Put your fucking hands away, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> That was really good. What yeah. a way to start a quite yeah. truly baffling evening. But he did, he did also say that he, he wondered why Atletico don't play football in a slightly different way given the players they've got. Well, Andrew Brassel has said this for a couple of years on On yeah. the Continent, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. But, 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 but we, we said this after the first leg, and mm-hmm. it was mentioned by David Cartledge on On the Continent yeah. a week or two ago. Atletico, according to him, he's a Spanish football expert, are capable of putting together these greatest hits performances. And, yeah. you, and, and, and if you don't watch them very often, which most people don't, you go, oh, wow, let's go, still really good at that. But I'm not but sure. But apparently that... they're not that good generally. I don't think it? this was one of them, though. I don't think this was that, you know, you remember that Letico side who went to the final in Milan? They've won the game 3-2, so it would suggest they're not. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, I, I, yeah. When they went to the final and were beaten on penalties in Milan by Real Madrid, if you look at that side, you know, they were magnificent, you know, winning 1-0 and then closing it down. This, I mean, it was... There was, it was almost, in, in some way, a tale of two goalkeepers. I mean, Oblak is imperious. He was excellent. He, he was I mean, he's great. probably the best goalkeeper in the world at the moment, you'd, you'd, one could argue. But they did ride their luck a bit. I mean, Liverpool could have won that game, say, two or three, nil. I mean, they should, probably should have won it in the 90 minutes. I understand Atletico Madrid defended very well, and it was a complete onslaught. But they did ride their luck. There's no two ways about it. Whereas <laughs> Liverpool previous, had 34 shots. Yeah, they, yeah. Whereas, whereas <laughs> previous Atletico sides that have gone to the final and have gone deep in this tournament, I wouldn't say they did ride their luck. I said no. I would say that they actually were magnificent and didn't give away anything. Whereas Anfield, that's why I can't believe Liverpool went through and why Klopp was trying to yeah. make sense of it. Because, it, yes, they were good defensively, Atletico, obviously, and they've gone through. But I think that they had a bigger slice of luck than actually in previous seasons when they didn't need any luck at all, if you see what I mean. Yeah, completely. Mm. But the thing is, I think with the way Atletico play as well, you're right to say that Klopp is trying to just sort of fathom it yeah. in his head. Most teams, if you put them under the cosh that much, then they're going to crack at some point. Mm. Like something won't go their way. A clearance will fall to the wrong place, which it seems to every time anyway. But just whatever will happen. Well, the one they hate off the bar as well. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's just stuff I mean, like actually, that. actually, Liverpool's goal was a, was a rare lapse yeah. from Atletico to leave one Adam in that amount of space. But and then they just didn't do it again. But the thing is. You know, most teams don't like being under the cosh. Atletico, they live for the cosh. Yeah. Mm. They caress the cosh. They love it. They up stroke them. the cosh. <laughs> Careful, they are Mark. so at home under the cosh. <laughs> don't make it obvious, Mark. We, we want people to read between the lines. Mm. Jim's trying to imply stuff. Exactly. We, we, right. don't, we, we don't know what um, the guys chatted about uh, yesterday on the content because at the time of recording, mm. we haven't actually heard it ourselves. So we, we can't we can't sort of legislate for, for what they've said. But I, I agree with you, Jim. I, I think... Um, occasionally, this 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 type of stuff does happen if you're if you're if you're um, if you're if you're playing in these kind of knockout high intensity high intensity games. But Graham Asso once said that I remember him saying that when when you set up as a team to just try and nick a goal yeah. and win a game like that, and he, and he was talking about it in the context of struggling Premier League teams. So what's what's often not mentioned is the pressure that puts on the defensive players because mm. the defensive players think right, we know our striker. I mean, it's not said, but we know our strikers in this particular case, aren't good enough. They ain't going to score more than 10 goals a season, so we've got to be perfect. And it puts an unbelievable amount of mental pressure on you. Whereas with Atletico, you think, well, they've got a 100 million euro forward in Jao Felix. Well, yeah, yeah. And Diego Costa has won yeah. like, pretty much everything. Oh, Morata off the bench. Yeah, as well. and so, so why, why do they feel like they have to play at that? Well, I guess probably because that's how Diego Simeone sees football and that's how he wants to play. Did you see Diego Costa in the mixed zone? Yeah, yeah. horrendous. Incredible. I... Levels of shit outsry that yeah. I didn't think were yeah. achievable. Oh, sorry, no, I thought I meant I, I thought you meant as he came off and the fans no, no, were basically no. just laughing. No, I walk, missed what are you doing in the mix zone? I missed he walked this. past all the journalists in the mix zone, starts coughing on the ball. <laughs> wow. That's what I mean. Wasn't he pretending? He was pretending. He, he was, was fake coughing. Yeah. To, so, so he didn't have to give the interview, yeah. basically. It's <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, that yeah. is really it's, it's very, it? very poor taste. It's and eerie, I think he mate. should be absolutely deplored for doing it. Yeah. Can I um, actually 
put forward a bit of praise for BT Sport as well. Oh, right. uh, in that one, if very, what are you after? So, well, there's so much. Give Michael Owen something to do. Doing a comedy festival. Well, there is there is so much, um, so much football media now that a lot of different broadcasters try to recreate different spaces in which you watch football. And I think by having Steve McManaman uh, as co-commentator for a Liverpool game, they really do recreate that feeling when you're in a pub and there's a really biased Liverpool fan <laughs> sat yeah. near you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you sound like Jose Mourinho now, mm. Jim. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I, I, we asked this question, uh, well, I think on Monday, was it, has, has this taken the shine off Liverpool season? Well, I was looking at what what Arsenal were able to do uh, in their invincible season. Say it, baby. Say it. They got 90 points. They got to the semi-final of the FA Cup under the League Cup. And obviously, they won the league undefeated and they got to the quarter-finals of the Champions League. Beaten by Wayne Bridges, Chelsea. Wayne Bridges, Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool, this, this day. Liverpool this season. And you, we've had our debates about mm-hmm. um, the Super Cup and the Club World Cup, mm-hmm. um, which, I don't, obviously, which obviously Arsenal didn't compete in that season. Mm-hmm. So it's not fair to kind of compare them. So we'll put those to one side. Um, they've got to the round of 16 in the Champions League, the quarterfinals of the EFL Cup, and 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 the you're right, Jim, yeah. and and the fifth round of the FA Cup. So they're underperforming against Arsenal's team in in that year um, on the cup side of things, and they need to get above 90 points to to do, to, to do better than them in the um, mm. in the league, and they're not going to be invincible. So it does feel a bit like they're drifting now by their own high standards, mm. by their own very high standards. Of course, I think that the joint record for um, for winning the season early, I think, is five games to spare, mm-hmm. which they could easily do if, if yeah. City lose this weekend. Only I think. five games? I think so, yeah. I that's surprising, Manchester, isn't I thought it? Manchester United had it sewn up in like end of Feb one year. No, that's not happened <laughs> apparently. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, apparently not. It just Perhaps felt like... this is quite a common thing though. Like you get you get insight and then you Feb slack one. off a little bit. Yeah, right? maybe but, slack but, off but, little but when you ask the question, does it take in the shine off? Mm. I think it depends what your expectation was for them when they were doing really well. Because mm. it depends whether you think they could have sustained it or whether you just think, okay, well, look, you know, let's wait and see. For me, it will be a case of when they when they get over the line, there will be a massive celebration, as there should be. Yeah. Hopefully, public gatherings will, well, whether they're allowed or not, I'm sure that <laughs> Liverpool happen, yeah. fans will, will, will do it. Um, and I think maybe in a couple of seasons, two or three, then people will look back and see the magnitude of what's happened. Yeah. I think people are aware of the magnitude of what's, what, what Liverpool have done this season in the Premier League. But just because of those recent results and the way it will kind of sort of peter out the season obviously because they, mm. because they've been so good and, and and they probably will get that record look as you say I think maybe in like a couple of seasons people go flip I, your neck Marcus I really don't think it'll even be a couple of seasons I think we're in a weird situation okay. now where there's this sense that the sheen has been taken off of it uh, and that is purely because we're in an, an, in an unusual situation where there is absolutely no doubt about them winning the league mm. of course they're going to win the league and yeah. at this stage of, of any season that's quite an unusual thing and for that reason it just seems a little bit less exciting doesn't it it's, we're just waiting for them to be crowned like mm. it's the, there's, there is no there's, yeah, un, there's no way they're not going to win it so mm. it, normally it, you know you've got an exciting run in there's a bit of a will they won't they you know there, there's some some level of doubt but there is just absolutely none here so we can't take away what what an achievement that is from them that they've sewn up the league in in march like, will it will it take away a bit more of the shine if everton beat them on the weekend, I think that is certainly a. Well, I mean, that, can, can I just add one final puff. point? One final point, just so to make it completely fair, really Liverpool. I mean, it's going to be their first league title for thirty years. Mm. When Man United won the first league title in '93, uh, since the '60s, mm. it wasn't seen as oh well, should, they should have done more. Exactly. It was like this. This is the first title they've won in such a long time. This is really important. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, another however many years later, they end up winning the treble. I'm not. I'm not saying that. It's easy to sustain such a legacy, um, but in, in that season they got to the fifth round of the FA Cup, the third round of the League Cup, and they were knocked out in the first round of the UEFA Cup yeah. in ninety two, ninety three. But what was important for them was to win this league for the first time in such a long time. Twenty six years it was, I think. Well, so I suppose for Liverpool, that's what's important for them at this point. Yeah, but they, if they see it as, start, as a start of a journey yeah, yeah. rather than domestically, rather than mm. the summit of yeah, one, yeah. then they could they could hopefully replicate and win a few yeah. more well and it shows you as well with what Klopp's been doing because they won the Champions League last season so you go into this season already as European champions and, yeah. and so on so yeah no, uh, yeah, you look at Klopp's time as a whole probably that would be more accurate and, and th- rather than just this season and I think it is worth pointing out that if Everton fans want to get angry about us essentially on paper previewing Liverpool v Everton 
uh, and not really mentioning Everton at all, they, I would advise them to go back and watch the highlights of their 4-0 defeat to Chelsea <laughs> and say, feel free to revisit that. Because yeah. if I was an Everton fan, I wouldn't fucking want to. No. Yeah, I don't think there are highlights if you go to that as an Everton fan, really. No. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was poor, wasn't it? And actually, to be fair, though, I mean, there's been a lot of draws in this particular fixture, um, Everton, Liverpool, at Goodison recently. So, I mean, they could... Yeah, the, the trend would suggest that they might make Liverpool wait a little bit longer and they've, they've got to respond after that after that performance, did, right? Because it was uncharacteristically bad of Ancelotti's it was, Everton. Yeah, it was. Do, do, the, do the other players at Liverpool hate Mohamed Salah? Mm. There seemed to be a lot of needle last night. Maybe yeah. it's just because they were losing, but it just seemed like they, there was a lot of um, sort of crossed words between some of the players and Salah. So yeah. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Do a lot of the Everton players hate Theo Walker? Where's that come it, from? Yeah. It would seem unlikely. Does anyone Jim, hate Jim does. No, yeah. You do, Jim. No, I do not. Jim doesn't hate anyone. No, I don't. Well, apart from... Carlos Tevez. Yeah. Carlos Tevez, yeah. And Pete. <laughs> and, mm, according <laughs> to our Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's Jim now, it's not me. I think it rotates. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, they basically hate me consistently, yeah. and they think that you hate each other all the time. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah that's yeah. probably accurate, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're good judge of the character, <laughs> can I say? Yeah, I think Everton, go back to your earlier um, point, Jim, I think Everton would bite your hand off for a draw yeah. in this game. So they've got to respond. They do have to respond, of course, after that piss-poor performance against Chelsea. Um, let's move on to Brighton versus Arsenal. Arsenal obviously meant to play Manchester City this week, but the fixture was called off. It's very worrying times, of course. In the wider context is far more worrying. Yeah, obviously people losing their lives for crying out loud and, yeah. and so on and so forth um, but I don't talking... think it's our job to show leadership on this incident in the no. Ramble studio though in, indeed but, but in terms of the football it is it is, yeah. uh, it is Let, you know, let's uh, stick to one thing that we're not experts on <laughs> yeah. football yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, but, but apparently Brighton versus Arsenal is, is going to go ahead yeah uh, which I mean we want we want football to be played but obviously you know in, in, yeah. in, in a safe space Um with Arsenal, though, have you Mikel Arteta, Jimmy, seems to be sort of cracking the whip there. Yeah. Maitland Niles has apparently been dropped due to repeatedly turning up late for training, and he and he dropped uh, Genduzi for his poor attitude and Good. apparently bad body language. Right in at their winter training. Well, uh, that's interesting. Well, that's, I, I like that because Arteta says that you know he he responds to to what he sees from players, and that isn't just on the pitch it's their attitude around the place and let's be honest Arsenal have had a, had a problem for a long time with just the, the manner mm-hmm. of, of, of the defeats they have and, and the attitude that they take into games not always but sometimes and one of the things that I was saying before the, Olymp- the Olympiacos game uh, was that I, w- I was hoping that, that it would be fairly you know straightforward which obviously it wasn't it was slightly calamitous but we hadn't had a, a, a typical Arsenal calamity under Arteta until that point. And he seems a very serious guy, the t- sort of person that stops that kind of thing yeah, from happening. I and I, I'm really hoping that this sort of thing will lead to that, that you don't have those like, oh God, typical Arsenal mm-hmm. own goal and are sending off in the last minute to lose a stupid game um, situations. And and this is music to my ears because those those little details are how you eradicate that. It's part of changing the DNA of the club. Which is important. It's really important. Which he will have seen Guardiola doing, or mm. do and doing still at Manchester. And he's that type of personality himself. Apparently, he was mm. like that as a player as well. It's yeah. important to that's that's the biggest task that Arteta has, and still has when he's at Arsenal. They're not going to struggle to realistically. They're not going to struggle to sign players. They're not going to be short of money. They're never going to be anything other than in the top half of the Premier League realistically. Mm. So. You know, the the, the the devil's in the detail there, of course. It's a big difference for Arsenal to finish first than it is to finish eighth. But, I mean, ultimately, they, their challenges are they know that everything's in place if they want to go and get it. Uh, they just have to go and get it. And they mm. haven't been able to do that because, in my opinion, and I know Jim shares his opinion, the DNA's not been right because... I'm probably a bit harsher than Jim. I would say they're a bunch of disgraceful excuse makers <laughs> who don't do what they should do. Um, and they don't do the basics right. And I, I, it's music to my ears to, to read that... Um, not because I particularly dislike Ainsley Mate and Niles, I don't have an opinion on them either way, but if a player is going to turn up late and is not going to be holding himself up to the standard that needs to be done at the very top level, then he has to be punished for to it. To be honest, a player, simple as that. a player turning up late when he's lucky to be in that side mm. and he's in, a, he's in a side because you know he's, he's plugging a hole and he's playing out of his position, he should be delighted to be there. He should mm. be doing absolutely everything yeah. to impress and that's, you know, hopefully he'll learn from it. Mm. Um, but Brighton, um, Brighton are unbeaten against Arsenal in the last... Four Premier League meetings. That's which mad. Is, I that know is... that, that's exactly the sort of thing that needs to be fixed. Yeah. So, well, you, you think well, that's the stat that tells you everything you need to know about what indeed. we're saying. Yeah. But you think Brighton holding on against Wolves for a handy point in their last Premier League yeah. game? I mean, Wolves again should have won it in you know, the amount of chances and whatnot. But Brighton, you know, they they quite dogged in defence. 
This is this and that stat you've just brought to the table, Jim. You look at this and you think, well, Brighton, this is the problem for Arsenal. Brighton will think, right, well, we know how to get our point against these. Yeah. So let's make sure, actually, that if we get a chance, if you hit them on the break, you can get all three. Brighton won at the Emirates this season, didn't they? They did. They, they were very good won. as well. well yeah, so, yeah. so there you are. So yeah. um, they know how to get a result against Arsenal. Yeah. And Although, that, sorry, that was that was last year. And Brighton, as we know, haven't won a game in 2020 so far. Mm. So, well, it was a perfect opportunity. Yeah. Mm. Or they haven't won a game this decade, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. True. Actually, a cheap laugh. Liking your work. Yeah. All right, then. Let's have some emails with Jimmy C. Marcus. Naughty, naughty. Naughty, indeed. Hi, guys. On Monday's pod, you mentioned that Roy Keane would heavily judge you on your choice of chocolate bar, and you were absolutely correct. However, you suggested that he would be okay with a Yorkie bar. I must note that as a young lad, my parents took me on a tour of Old Trafford for my birthday. My surname is Keane, and I'm Irish, hence the non-legitimate reason for supporting United. Great self-awareness. One (laughs) of the things I remember the most, bizarrely, is that the tour guide, when telling us what snacks the Red Cafe stocked, made it clear that they specifically didn't stock Yorkie bars anymore, following the club's incredibly embarrassing defeat to York City in the League Cup the previous season. <laughs> 3-0 at Old Trafford as well. Yeah. He, uh, he also re- mentioned that they'd been banned from the club altogether, both at the stadium and the cliff. I don't know whether Roy Keane supported this decision or not, but I thought you guys might like to know if you didn't already. My dad and I went back to Old Trafford a week later to watch a pre-season game against Inter, and at half-time got a burger and a Yorkie, each from one of the, f- Yorkie each from one of the food outlets. Admittedly, not the ref- Red Cafe. Who knows? I just didn't want Roy Keane to come after you all. Keep up the w- good work. Christian in Rustington. Thank you, Christian. Because yeah, important it's, it's, it's very important that we get that on the record, isn't it? In case Roy Keane does come after us, because yes. he might not be aware of us at the moment. But there is a, there is always a possibility that if we come onto his radar, you just don't know what will happen. So thank you for looking out for us yeah. in that sense. Now I've got a controversial email here. Oh God! That shed some new light on something that happened last week. So I'm going to dive right in, lads. Jake from Japan's lusty description sounded mightily familiar, and then I realised I've heard those same words in reference to another man. Bon Iver. Though these words unquestionably fit Marcus better than Justin Vernon, it seems that Jake has repurposed entries from from the Bon Iver erotic stories, a niche but terrifically written Tumblr. Specifically, his tales of the Christmas market and the desire to grow old together. If Jake is plagiarised, shame. But if he's the original author and he's recycling his love, I'm sure I speak for the rest of Marcus's adoring fans when I say he deserves original prose. That's from Seth Putnam in Chicago, Marcus's number one fan. Well so, done, Seth. So, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've had a look at the Bonivere erotic stories and there, there is indeed a Christmas market one. It, it looks slightly different, so it may have been co-opted, but Jake from Japan, get in touch, justify yourself. So you this know, is that's... when he was talking about Luke and me putting yeah. my arms around yeah. Luke and all that You know what they stuff. say, talent borrows, genius steals. Well. And if, if you want to plagiarise on the football ramble, or any, particularly on this uh, show, come on in. The water's warm. I like the sound <laughs> of uh, I like the cut of Seth's jib. What? Because he's your number one fan. Correct. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Yeah. Would, would, would he be vying with anyone else for that particular? Yeah. Moment? I, I mean, think an it, awful lot of people. Is that, <laughs> is that up to him, or do you have to designate that yourself? You know, state your claim. <laughs> well, I think he's doing that. Why? So. What? What has he done personally to bestow upon himself the uh, the uh, title of Marcus Burr's number one fan? Show I'm thinking. The I'm, think, I'm thinking. Um, like it, Jed in Alan Partridge. Has he got a tattoo on of Marcus on his chest? <laughs> yeah. It took 14 hours. I'm very happy to we'll sign see. It. Is there we'll any more see. emails, Jim? Yeah, there is one more. Go for it. Uh, and it slightly writes this wrong. I think it's an absolute travesty that you boys haven't had proper slash fiction written about you uh, after over 12 years of service. <laughs> it's time you guys get what you all truly deserve. It oh, is Jesus. absolutely not. Uh, yeah. I found, get this, I found a neural network fanfic generator and wanted to share a few of the responses. It's a real shame that Pete isn't here for this because he, <laughs> he himself is part internet. Um, number one. Pete and Luke stared at each other lovingly from across the recording table. The sexual tension was unbearable. Like overhearing a secret love affair, Luke broke it off. No, we're done here. I'm going home. What? Pete nodded. I thought we were going to do this together, you know? Yeah, Luke said. I thought we were going to do this for a while. What did you have in mind? Pete asked, walking over to a cabinet, eyeing his wife's play. (laughs) Luke glanced at his watch. The dog. I'm going to have to head home. Okay. Luke dragged his girlfriend home. (laughs) <laughs> We've got two more of these. What's, what's the name of this thing that generates these things? Uh, it is a uh, neural network fanfic generator. That's I didn't know essentially it what Pete is. Yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, we, we found one of those and put it on our show. Yeah. So, I mean, this is really our chickens coming home to roost, isn't it? Number two, Marcus Speller was undressing, trying to be as sexy for the Euros as he could. 
Mm-hmm. That's Eng- really accurate. I know, right? Uh, he knew, get this. He knew England could bring it home. He just knew. <laughs> An 11-minute hat-trick of heroes that ended with the breakthrough of Willian giving Brazil the lead. They were three minutes away from making history. Heroes. Then the unthinkable happened. DDA Drogba went down on a night when the Salisau <laughs> had been pinged with a yellow card every second. When Neymar saw Drogba's head accidentally duck underneath him as he leapt to stop a header, Neymar looked to be haunted by a fallen opponent. The A-team felt Superman wasn't fit for purpose. <laughs> and by the second half, that was exactly what. what? Imagine if someone thought, yeah. I'm just going to give this podcast a go for the first time. <laughs> I'll just flick through. Mm. And they hear that. Some of it was written by algorithm. What I mean is that some of our best stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got one more. You ready for it? Yes. Jim, Pete, Luke and Jim were all sitting in the tub. Jim, Pete, Luke and Jim. <laughs> Jim, Pete, Luke and Jim were all sitting together in the tub. Sorry. Jim, Pete, Jim, Pete, Luke and Jim were all sitting in the tub together as bros. <laughs> Just hanging out, getting cosy with the boys. When Jim reached over to the side of the tub and grabbed a bath bomb and said, it's about to get crazy. <laughs> Every single one of the five of them started screaming. Then a thunderous noise and a flash of lightning, which left just a cloud of smoke and ash. Everyone was shocked and shocked again. Did he throw one there? Pete asked. No, said Luke. He threw a whole bomb. It was a nuclear bomb and he didn't know it had gone off, said Jim. He's a rich fool. That's the end. Uh, keep, up the good work. keep up the good work, boys. Cheers, the big munch. So... <laughs> I don't know who that's from, but he signed it as The Big Munch. The Big so, Munch. Thanks, Munch The Big Show. All right, is that the end? It sure is. All right. I, I've no idea what happened there, ladies and gentlemen. You email showheadfootballrambledaily.com And now Pete is reading it out. Well done. There we are. Now it's time for a break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to the preview show on Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway. The Spurs were booted out of the Champions League by RB Leipzig. I mean, they're looking poor and poor under Mourinho, aren't they? It it's was... very strange, isn't it? it almost, uh, obviously, the injury crisis thing is huge. I mean, he did do that thing of saying that every player on Leipzig's bench would get in the Spurs team, which is yeah, odd. But it feels it, third season Mourinho, doesn't it? Jim, he, like said, he said that as May not a manager when they lost to Sevilla that time. Yeah, yeah. He's got a bit of a he's got a bit of a track record of saying that. It, when when they appointed him as manager, Spurs, a lot of people thought, what what, what are they doing? And it, and and that question still seems relevant. And I know that the sort of jokes that oh you know next season no doubt he'll whip them into shape and there'll be big horses in the in the in the in the title the race. Little horse. Yeah, I forgot about little the little horse. Yeah, mm. I also Chelsea. forgot about next season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really brought Spurs back to their but, roots. But yeah. there, there appears to be some kind of false argument 
like which has been manifested and 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 sort of you know stuck out there by the media, which says that you know is Mourinho good or not? And it's like, well, mm. y- you can have a number of situations that can all be true. Yeah, I mean, like the fact that Spurs went stale and, and and their chickens have come home to roost because they haven't strengthened in the area as they should have done back mm-hmm. when they famously didn't sign a single player. That can be true. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact they've got a lot of key injuries can also be true. And I would suggest that they need to be looking at what's happening at the training ground there because they, they seem to be picking up an awful lot of important ones. Mm. And thirdly, it can also be true, all at the same time, that Jose Mourinho has made some poor decisions and has been a bit shit. Mm. All these things can be the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they probably all are the case. Yeah. And that's what and the result of that is what we're seeing now. Um so I don't I don't think it's a case of whether you like Mourinho or not, or whether you still think he's good or not. I mean, we'll all have our opinion on that. But all those situations can be true at the same time. They're not mutually exclusive. Mm. Do you see some bloke in the press conference after the match? That was weird. Did you see that? Really? I to, thought it was Duncan Castles. It was. It was a bit strange. He said to, to as Mourinho finished the press conference, he was sort of getting up and and, and walking off. He started saying, "Oh, cheer up! It's going to be okay." Hmm. Mourinho, Someone said that to Jose Mourinho. Yeah, yeah. Mourinho turned around and went, "What? And what are you went, talking about?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went, "It's, it's going to be okay. The season is. It's, it's, it's going to be okay. Cheer up." And hmm. Mourinho's just like, "What?" Jose Mourinho. Yeah, I think it was bloke. him. It I wasn't think he must that, have been that guy. He's a big Chelsea fan. He he wouldn't be at Spurs. No, he's a big Mourinho fan. That's true. Maybe you are a special one. <laughs> but we're out the Champions League. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did think from what I saw in the game, and and I, I was actually at the first leg as well. Mm. The um, just the first one, eh? Yeah, you bald fraud. <laughs> the first leg, yeah, yeah. I'm, but I'm actually bald under all this hair. Um, that the, uh, the, the, they he looked like a man out of time, like he out of his time, like he looked so out, outdated. And and you can you can bang the drum all you like about how he likes to play football a certain way and do it in in a, in a certain fashion that may not be fashionable. Well, yeah, Diego Simeone fucking does that, yeah. and it works as we've yeah. seen. To, to be fair to Jose though, um. We've said this many times, but it remains true. Uh, having Kane and Son out is it, could, could they be more of a hamstring? Like it's I, I, it's, it's I know, so but, difficult. But to... he's not getting a performance out of the rest of them. That's the no, thing. he's not. If if they were battling away and you know they go down fighting against Leipzig or they show a bit of something, they're not showing anything. What did you think the, the I mean, criticism? Uh, Rio Ferdinand was talking about the criticism yes, that he's he's putting on the players affecting them. Do you think that's, do you think that's true? Well, yeah, the, hanging players out to dry is, is usually not a good idea. But I mean, Deli Ali spoke quite well after the game and said, I think Ferdinand made the point that the way Deli Ali was speaking, he said that's what the manager should be saying. And it looks pretty desperate for Spurs. But Ali said that the team had lost all confidence. Mm. Um, well, he's, he's right. He looks, and I, I don't, I, I just, I just don't think, I don't know why we are making exceptions, like for the fact that they've got key players out. I mean, it happens. Yeah. These things happen. Yeah, but, but it's, it's an effectively an entire version entire area of the team though isn't it and obviously no, it's on them to only have like but you can still perform well with with without your key players i mean clearly chelsea chelsea won 4-0 last weekend without their yeah. 55 million pound attacking midfield player and christian pulisic lampard's first choice striker tammy abraham oh they're not as crucial as kane and, and golo yeah. kante was out and Jorginho was out yeah but so, I, what, so what i mean though is and uh, marco got... van hinkle was out yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know well, incredibly, out on loan. incredibly <laughs> but I, I suppose this is ignoring the fact that troy parrott exists which seems harsh but he's, he's you know quite but no one's seen him play no yeah. but the thing is but, i mean he basically has no strikers like yeah, but I think I, I, I think this is to miss the point. Is if they've got no strikers, or whatever, they, they can still go out there. They can still they can still fight. They can still perform. They can still look motivated and interested. Mm. And if they come away and say, "Do you know what? You know, we tried, but unfortunately, we we couldn't put the ball in there because we don't have." There's none of that. It's none of that. There's no confidence. There's no desire. There's 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 no energy. Yeah. It does, I, I think if Kane and Son were there, it wouldn't make that much I of think, a difference. I think energy is key. The energy, the energy is key because you know they they were they were pulled all over the place. Now I know they've got problems at fullback. They've got problems defensively as well. This is a team at the end of its cycle. There's no question about that. And the cycle peaked when they got to the final of the Champions League. And Pochettino achieved some amazing things at Spurs, and no one is taking that away from him. But he also had a terrible mm. sort of back end of his of his time there. He said some odd things in press conferences, and he shouldn't be lord of some kind of genius because he's now 
he's now gone because everyone's reputation improves in their absence. But Mourinho can still be doing more and he's not doing it. Yeah. And that's what I said at the, t- at the top of all this. All these things are true. All of them are true mm. at the same time. And it makes for a pretty heady brew. Mm. And May United are in really good form, yeah, by the way. It's a bad time to have the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer party bus coming into town. <laughs> no, exactly. I park it in Spurs' uh, <laughs> party bus. <laughs> he presses the horn and it goes... Mm. <laughs> and, then, and then Paul Pogba... Oh, he's so left, left at the services. <laughs> but he's still tweeting about it. Yeah, uh, yeah well, it'd be a good game, you'd imagine, in, in North London. Ash- do you think United win that? I, yes, I do. Yeah, I suspect they will. Because they're, they're, the, they're on mm. such a good run, and Spurs do look bereft of confidence and also knackered, which isn't ideal, is it? No, it's not ideal. Uh, Aston Villa are hosting Chelsea. Villa were gubbed 4 0 at Leicester this week. It is looking increasingly bleak for those villains. It really is, isn't it? Because they, they've just got no momentum. And, you know, they lost 2 0 to Southampton, then 4 0 to Leicester in their last game. So you know, the goals have dried up and they weren't particularly mm. plentiful anyway. Um, I think this might be a this might be a, a, a fairly routine win for Chelsea, which isn't something we've been able to say much this season because mm. they've, they've had a lot of blips. I remember um, when Olivier Giroud was at Arsenal, where he used to absolutely love playing against Villa. <laughs> and I wonder if uh, the form he's in will mean he gets a start and uh, does his thing. Yeah, well, with Chelsea, I mean, off the back of that 4 win that we mentioned against Everton, you know, if you're Lampard, you're thinking, we have to lock down fourth position. Because if they finish fourth, I think all in all... Bearing in mind what Liverpool have done, or Manchester City yeah. you know, still a great side, uh, you know they got to into the knockouts of the, of the Champions. I, th- I think that fourth is a great season. I remember us all saying that at the start of the season, mm. so we have to stick with that. So they've got to lock it down now, haven't they? Because they're on the, the home straight might be slightly premature, but there's not that many games left. Manchester United are bringing the pick-up points. Well, you think Leicester will still win the title, right? <laughs> well, if it's mathematically possible, which I don't know if it is for them. Don't think I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, these are the games where Lampard will be thinking, right, no pissing around, lads. Let's have them. And that is exactly what Villa do not want because Villa, they are on their way to relegation by the way the things are Can, I, can I ask a potentially... Um, Sort of fiery question. Mm. What? How is Dean Smith still on the job? Mm. Is it because he's he got them promoted and he, he supports them? Yeah, but so what? Yeah, well, you know, maybe, maybe that genuinely is part of it because it's a bit sad if you sack him. Uh, they must have faith in him, I, I, I assume. Um, it, it's a good question though. Because against he'd certainly Leicester, be a were, candidate, wouldn't he? Against Leicester, they were so yeah, bad. They were. They were. I mean, it, it was. It, it, I mean, it's, it, was, it was. It was. It was a real kind of. We're still disappointed that we didn't win the League Cup mm. type performance. Do you think it's too late to sack him then? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to well, say. Nine, nine games left. They're not out of touch. Maybe, actually, maybe it was the cup final. Maybe having the carrot of the cup final means they've missed the window of potentially, Mm. obviously this is all speculative, but of bringing somebody in who has then got time to turn it around enough to give them a run. Well, they're two points from safety with a game in hand, so it's not like they're completely without hope. It's looking bleaker and bleaker. But but I'll be interested to hear from Aston Villa fans if they think that if it wasn't Dean Smith, would he have... Would he have lost his job? I mean, I mean, they've not they've not been great. They don't have the worst defence in the Premier League. I think they do. Mm. But the only side um, down there have, have twisted at Watford, and it's and it's looking like it may work out for them. They twisted twice with old Pearson. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but as as they do, I mean, you, you can't you can't. Um, Let's twist again, like we did last month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the thing is, is that they've got they seem to have a few problems off the pitch as well. Drinkwater's having an absolute mare. Mm, What's going on with him? Uh, He's been sent home from yeah. the training ground that after is, fighting. That is not an yeah. ex-player that would be coming home to haunt uh, his team. But he's on loan from Chelsea anyway, isn't he? So he wouldn't be eligible through uh, the rules slash form. <laughs> yeah. isn't he? How many reasons do you want <laughs> why we're not going to pick uh-huh. Danny Drinkwater against Chelsea? Um, uh-huh. apparently, apparently he is available, apparently. All right. um, but I need to double check that. Do you, you think Chelsea did that on purpose? You know, do you can play yeah. him against us. And, and what's more, yeah. we think you should. Yeah, we've, we've actually got it written in the contract that he must play against us. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the Valley Drinkwater's agent goes, sorry, have you, you've missed made a mistake there. No, no, we, haven't. no we haven't. Yeah. <laughs> He's hurt us. Yeah. Oh no. Apparently, he is unavailable. He's ah, unavailable. Well, there you are. Well. To play it. Play his parent. At his parent oh. club. Um, all right. Let's do Betway's four to score. Let's then do it. Each week we participate in four to score with Betway, of course, for a chance to win a huge prize for charity. Entry is free. All you must do is pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches each round. If you're correct, you can win up to. 
£75,000 this Whoa. week. Uh, make sure your selections are submitted before the first game and further T's and C's apply. Uh, the first game normally goes to Jim. In fact, it always goes to Jim. And the first game this week is Newcastle United versus Sheffield United. I, perhaps controversially, have once again gone for nobody to score. Oh, um, nice. No goal scorer. Yeah. That's an option. You can do it if you want. Exactly. Because um, Newcastle have been surprisingly good at, at shutting teams out, actually. Um, and Sheffield United don't score a huge amount of goals. And I just, you know, when you're looking through the squads and you're thinking, I don't fancy any of these guys. Mm. So, All right, great. No explanation needed, Jim. It's your decision to make. Uh Uh, Pete's got Aston Villa v Chelsea. I've given him Olivier Giroud. Did he say Danny Drinkwater? No, he didn't say anything. (laughs) uh, For precisely the reasons that Jim mentioned earlier, and uh, I do think he will play. So for the game, uh, Villa v Chelsea, which we talked about earlier, Olivier Giroud is, my, is Pete's pick. My pick for game three is West Ham v Wolves. I've gone for Ruben Neves. What Ooh. are you doing? I know, I know. No, I like it. It's That pick is a speculative shot from 30 yards, yeah. which if Neves scores, is is what the goal will be. The, the annoying thing is, is, is Raul Jimenez will now score the first goal. Well... But, but, but obviously, if you don't know, will we learn or will we'll Raul him? Yeah, I think it'll be us. Listen, Raul, if you're listening, stay the fucking out of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Marcus, you've got Spurs v Man United, aka the big one. Anthony Martial. Okay, so that is um, no, no goal scorer in the first game. Um, Olivier Giroud, Ruben Neves, and Anthony Martial. Um, Betway's forward score is free to play. Just uh, pick your first goal scorer from the four selected games for a chance to win up to £75,000 this week. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly and uh, yeah, bet the responsible way. For more information, go to begambleaware.org. Lovely old job. And now it's time for Luke's game. Now it's time for Luke's game. Yeah, there we go. That can only mean one thing. Um, it's not. <laughs> The masked winger. Everyone will be turned off by now, I expect, because mm. I love the, the masked winger so much. No, this is a good one. It's Luke's game. I give you a uh, player. You have to auction for how many of his clubs you can name. Uh, if you get the most, you win. The points, if you get one wrong, you lose the points. It'll become clear if you've not heard it before. Okay, there are five players. We're going to rattle through them, though, because we need to we need to be quicker. Uh, the first uh, player is nickname was The Ghost. He famously glassed himself in a nightclub. <laughs> It's a current championship manager. It's Jonathan Woodgate. Jonathan Wooders. He's played for a total of six clubs. Uh, how many can you name Marcus Speller? Five. Oh, you can name five. Jim, you can either go six or you can tell them to name them. Ooh. Hmm, I'm going to go name them. Okay. I reckon I could do five. I'm not sure about six. You All need right. to name five, Marcus. Stoke City. Correct. Newcastle United. Correct. Middlesbrough. Correct. Tottenham Hotspur. Correct. Leeds United. Correct. Oh, you didn't even need Real Madrid. Out Real Madrid. Yeah, Show you could have done in. all of them. I could. Have, I should have done all. That's of them. a point to you, Marcus. Good, Marcus. Well. All right. Next up, Jim. You get to auction first. This time, you get to bid first. Next up, he runs the length of the pitch to taunt fans. He's won a surprisingly small amount of trophies. So that for such Emmanuel a long time. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 quite clearly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's played for ten different clubs ten in different total, clubs. Okay. and he's still playing. Bless him. Yeah, bless him. Got sent off this weekend. No, he did. Or this midweek. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, that was awful. It's a flying kick in the head. My goodness. I, can't, I don't know who it was for, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always told you. I know you which then. region it was yeah. in. Hey, what? This game is a, is a real insight into what happens to your memory if you do drink or, don't, or you don't drink. Yeah. Char- Charlie said to us, me and Pete, the other week, oh, I'll, I'll give you, you two a go at it. And he said, um, he said, I just want to check out, I haven't got one here. No, I haven't. He said, Ronaldinho. It was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, okay. So 10 clubs, did you say? Yeah. I need to hurry you for a, for a bid, Jim. All right, I can do five. Five. I'll go six. Jim, Ooh. interested in seven? No. All right. No, I am not. Marcus, you need to name six clubs that Emmanuel Adebayor played for. Go. Arsenal. That is correct. Sorry, Cri- moving the chair. <laughs> yeah, correct. Crystal Palace. Correct. Manchester City. Correct. Real Madrid. Correct. Istanbul, Bazak Shahir. Correct. Oh, so another point for you, mate. Boating. And uh, a part of me is thinking, no. Another part of me is thinking, he did. Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So it was Mets, Monaco, Arsenal, Man City, Real Madrid on loan, Spurs, Crystal Palace, Basak Shahir, Kai wow. and he's currently at Olympia in Paraguay. Mm. We just got sent Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's right. I oh, and sure of course, we, we spoke about he's playing up front with um, Roque Santa Cruz. Oh, is he? he? Yes. That's right. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So the third player is. I've got the point anyway. Um, Marcus, you get to go first this time. Damn right. It's the man with a position named after him. 
It's Sean Gregan. No, it's, <laughs> it's uh, Claude Makalele, whose job, by the way, currently yeah. is listed as technical mentor at Chelsea. Really? He's oh. played for a total of six clubs, Marcus. How many can you name? <laughs> Two? <laughs> um, uh, no, I could name three. Jim? I think I could do three as well. <laughs> it's... I suddenly thought about it. Well, I got two. I was like, bloody. One would, one would absolutely be a guess. Yeah, it's the name of the game, isn't it, mate? Yeah. I'll go four. All right, Jim. Uh, sorry, Marcus. Name them. Okay, yeah. four, play, uh, four clubs, Jim, of mm-hmm. a total of six that Claude McAuley's played for. Obviously, Real Madrid. Correct. Chelsea. Correct. I believe he was at PSG. Correct. Yeah, they were the ones I was sure of. Yeah. Uh, okay, so after that, this is a bit tough now. I can't remember where he went after Chelsea. Or even if he did go anywhere after Chelsea. Uh, maybe he retired there. Was it there. not PSG after Chelsea? I or thought I, it was before them. Uh, before Madrid, rather. I'm not um, giving you any I'm going to go Al Ali. Incorrect. Ah. So Marcus gets the point. It could be a washout, this. It's 3 0 to Marcus. The, so he started at Nantes. Yeah, okay. Then he went to Marseille. Then Celta Vigo. <sighs> then Real Madrid. Then Chelsea. Then he finished at PSG. Yeah, Celta Vigo. It's 3 0 to Marcus. You've won, but there's pride to play for, Jim. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Penultimately, it's a defender who, despite his legs literally going in about 2012, is miraculously still playing professional football at the age of 37. It's the 11 club strong Tal Ben Haim. Oh, my oh. goodness. 11 for Tal Ben Haim. God. Jim, you go first. Three. Okay. A, a conservative early. Four. Number. Jim, do you want five? No. Okay, no, four don't. clubs that Tel Ben Haim has played for, Marcus. <laughs> Portsmouth. Correct. Uh, Chelsea. Correct. Maccabi Tel Aviv. Correct. <sighs> nice. Played for um, them twice. Did you play for Glasgow Rangers? Um, incorrect. Oh, Jim, you get QPR point. was the other one I thought. QPO played for. Well, did he play for Fulham as well? Uh, no, I'll tell you Good. who he played for. You've got the point, Jim. Safe in the bag. Maccabi Tel Aviv, Bolton, Chelsea, Man City, Sunderland, Portsmouth, West Ham, QPR, Standard Liège, Charlton Athletic, Maccabi Tel Aviv again, and then he's now currently at Beta Jerusalem. He's more that's, of a journeyman. To be fair, that's very, I, I was I was thinking I've already won that. I took the foot off the gas. Yeah. That's very poor of me. Because of Boltman and a lot of yeah. others in there. I like that Marcus gets genuinely quite worried that people mm. are going to judge him for his football <laughs> knowledge mistakes. Um, but you're 3-1 up. You're home and hosed. Indeed, I there's, am. There's one more player left to uh, name or to, to guess around. Um, last but no means least. A real litmus test for whether people know anything about football or not. That's right. From about 2004 until 2018, you could just ask, do you think Michael Carrick is a good player? Oh. And he's played for just five clubs. And Marcus, I think you're first. Or was it you first, Jim? I can't remember. Um, Jim won that one. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It goes. It, I started with you, so it must be you again. Okay. Five clubs for Michael Carrick. So everyone can name the big three. Yep. The beauty about this one yeah. is there's two little loan spells. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So um, how many can you name? Presumably three. Three. Jim, would you like to guess at one of the loan clubs? You no. No. Well, actually, I've got, I've got to, haven't I? Yeah. Of course That's you annoying. Do. You've snookered me there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I will. Four. You're going to go four. Okay. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. So um, West Ham, yeah. Spurs, yeah. Man United. Those boxes are ticked. Yeah, those boxes are really go. ticked. Um, Rangers. No. Incorrect. So can Marcus I, gets the point. Can I? Would it be like sort of a standard Liège or a Belgian side? No, it wasn't. Although I understand why you guessed that. Okay. But it wasn't. Um, the two loan um, spells he had were at Swindon Town. I was honestly going to guess that. That is infuriating. Well, you'd have nearly <laughs> lost 3 2 in 4 1. And it was, um, and it was uh, Birmingham City. Yeah. But he played eight times in, in the league in total at both those clubs, so you can be forgiven for not knowing that. Marcus, you are crowned the winner once again of this week's Luke's game. 4 1. A great victory for you. Well done. A bit disappointed I conceded one there, but well, there we are. Yeah. What can you do? You know, mm. Invincibles, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only one man can say that. Thank you very much for listening to the preview show on Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway. It's been a bloody pleasure. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. And do check out Greatest Games tomorrow with myself and Jonathan Wilson. See you soon. This was a Stakhanov production. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.